I confess, I had fantastic sex in a cornfield until the Confederate soldiers marched through. (laughs) This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please come back when you are of age. Thank you for listening to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin-based live storytelling series featuring smart, sexy stories. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear was recorded on March 20th, 2014. Holly Lorca will share her piece, Becoming Kate Winslet. Here is Holly. Anyone who has heard me at this show before knows one thing about me. Okay, you like know everything about me. (laughs) I have spent my whole life running away from my womanhood and more specifically, my vagina. My vagina. I've cursed it since I can remember, have prayed to God to take it away from me, have spent tons of money on clothes and other attachments to betray its existence. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, no matter how fast or hard you run, you can't run away from your vagina. Like an annoying little sister, no matter where you go, it goes with you. It goes with you to the bank, to the job, even to the bedpost confession show last month when you packed a dick in your pants for the first time. Also tonight. The vagina is also still right there laughing at your fake dick. And your cowboy hat. This is a story of my vagina and me. We'll start the story back in 1983. I'm 14 years old, an awkward freshman in high school with straight A's, long feathered hair, and a clutch purse that I had no idea what to do with. I'll set the scene. I'm in my bathroom at home sitting on the toilet, staring at the instructions from a box of tampons. My, you all know this, right? God, it sucks. My hands are sweaty and shaking. My butt is getting sore from sitting because I've been sitting in there for a long time. At this point, I know I have a vagina, but I have no actual idea about where it is, except that it's somewhere down there. I've certainly never put anything into it before. We didn't have squiggle wheel pens when I was growing up. Perverts, all of you. Especially you. So here I am, me with this tampon in my hand, looking at the diagram on the paper, taking lots of deep breaths, trying to relax the muscles in the vagina for comfortable insertion. As the instructions said, 
while attempting to locate exactly where my really relaxed vagina might be. Maybe it was vacationing in the Caribbean while I sat on a cold toilet seat in fucking Nebraska. It was like a game of cornhole that I lost over and over. It looked a lot like that. (laughs) I don't know how long I sat there trying. It might have been all of spring break. But finally, by some stroke of luck, or perhaps the skill of my underhand softball pitching arm... I want to see that again. What was it? I achieved success. If you describe success as both the physical and the psychological discomfort that was the result of me finding my vagina. I got up off the toilet, massaged life back into my butt cheeks that were red and asleep, and attempted to ignore what I'd just done to myself, both proud and sickened that I'd mastered this part of womanhood and could get back to staring at my Charlie's Angels trading cards and oiling my softball glove. Up to this point, I had never looked at my vagina, and I made it through that day without doing so also. Why the fuck would I want to look at my vagina? I've hated the idea of it since I can remember. If I'd been born with a penis like I was supposed to be, I'd have gazed at it adoringly, told it how amazing it was. Complimented its hair and jewelry. Asked about its day. In short, I would have been obsessed with it. But no, I wasn't given what I wanted. What I was given was a stupid vagina. I was mad as hell about it and had absolutely no inclination to get to know it. And that's pretty much how it went for my vagina and me for a while. I got better at playing cornhole. But I really never got better at carrying a clutch purse. My vagina and I had an awkward relationship like roommates that live together but dislike each other at the same time. I knew my vagina was there, but I didn't want to be its friend or hang out with it. Even when I started having sex, I didn't have any interest in my vagina, aside from it felt nice when first boys and then girls put parts of themselves into it. I still wanted a a penis and fantasized about having one all the time, but if a vagina was what God gave me, I would begrudgingly use it to feel good. And use it I did. (laughs) Turns out, I have one slutty vagina. (laughs) 
I got very skilled at knowing and showing people exactly where it was. But I still hadn't looked at it myself. I looked at everyone else's and endured them all. In fact, I was obsessed with looking at all my girlfriend's vaginas. They were beautiful, and it turned me on just to stare at them because I'm pretty gay. But never my own. Not ever. I didn't look at my vagina until I was 44 years old. I am currently 44 years old. What changed, you ask? Well, I met a girl. A girl who believes in being direct, in facing everything, in looking at her vagina. So on a normal night in September, she laid in dismay at the news that I'd never actually seen my own vagina. How could this be? Also, how could she fix this? I will tell you that my girlfriend is very good at managing people. And that night, she managed to get me to finally look at my vagina. Basically, she said, you're going to look at your vagina. She got out of bed and brought the full-length mirror in from the spare room. She turned on the light and laid the mirror on the floor lengthwise and instructed me to take my underwear off and get down on the floor with her. I complied. She's a very good manager. (laughs) Then, (laughs) against my better judgment, I put my knees up and I looked at my vagina. And the very first thought that came into my head when I saw it was, she looks very familiar. (laughs) I had seen this vagina before. It was uncanny. In fact, I'd seen it a million times over the years in every porno I've ever watched. (laughs) Because I learned that night, that's what I have. A porn star vagina. (laughs) It was beautiful. I won't get into the details because I don't want to share too much with you guys. But it was small and perfect and made for either a lifetime of bicycle riding or a lifetime of hot lights, lube, and visits from the cable company that end in surprise gangbangs. It was ridiculous. And you all are buying me drinks after this fucking show. How had I not seen this before? I'd spent so much of my life being a connoisseur of vaginas. I'd seen so many and loved so many. And now I find out that I own one this pretty? 
It's been living right here in my house with me the whole time. I sat there staring at it, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit that maybe I got a boner from looking at my own vagina. It must have shown on my face because the girl elbowed me in the arm and said, I know, it's pretty good, right? Yes, it's good. I'm embarrassed how good it is. God has a pretty fucked up sense of humor, I reckon. (laughs) To think all I've ever wanted was a nice, shiny black penis. And instead, he thought it would be fun to give me a vagina that would make Jenna Jameson jealous. It wasn't fair. I'd gotten so good at dealing with my biological fate. I'd made it to 44 by learning to live with what I had, by growing a pompadour and muscles and a cocksure attitude, by buying strap-ons and getting blowjobs. I'd learned to handle everything God threw at me, but I never saw this coming. I lay there on the floor staring at it, thinking all of these things about God and irony and porn and gangbangs. Getting turned on and upset and proud and uncomfortable all at the same time. I laid there and knew my life would be forever changed by what I had seen that night. I turned to my girlfriend and asked, does this mean I have to start bleaching my asshole? At the age of 44, I can now describe myself as a gender dysmorphic unicorn nicknamed Steve with a gorgeous vagina. But here's the thing. God keeps fucking with me. It's like I'm his ongoing experiment. Shortly after I realized the tremendous beauty that lives within my pants, my girlfriend took me shopping. We tried on all the clothes at Nordstrom, and I, as I often do, came home with a new button-down shirt, a smart little vest, and a bow tie. And perhaps I gave the girl a little fashion show when we got home. And perhaps I got laid wearing a shirt, a vest, a bow tie, and glasses because the girl may have a secret thing for Orville Redenbacher. (laughs) Come on, that was dumb. (laughs) That afternoon, after Mr. Redenbacher popped his girlfriend, the glasses and the strap-on came off, And my girlfriend turned me on my stomach and with my face buried in the pillow did a great job of managing me again. When we were done, I realized that I was laying in a pool of wetness that covered so much real estate that it could only mean one thing. I had squirted. Put your fucking hands down. That had never happened to me before. 
But now I was a squirter. Apparently, my pretty little vagina is growing into herself, finding her voice, asserting herself in my life and all over my sheets. My pretty little vagina will not be ignored. She will not be kept behind the fake dick forever. It's her time to shine. Now she likes to be shaved and exfoliated and moisturized. She wants to go to sleep early so she doesn't look puffy in the morning. She's turning into quite the diva. And as if that wasn't bad enough, my body is changing in ways I hadn't anticipated. As I get older, my adolescent boy hormones and muscles are fading, and my body has decided to start growing boobs to go with my beautiful squirting vagina. Because I hate God. Seriously, guys, my boobs are starting to look amazing, which horrifies me. It's like I'm a 44-year-old dude, but my boobs are 17 and just had a great time at the puberty party. and are excited to try out for cheerleading this year. Walking naked past the bathroom mirror these days is like meeting someone new for the first time. And she's really hot. From here down. I've got them all strapped down tonight. Sorry, y'all. And of course, my girlfriend loves all of this because she's pretty gay also. Sometimes I catch her leering at my boobs with a hungry look in her eye. And my mind jumps to the worst-case scenario. I get sweaty and paranoid. Does she want to titty-fuck me? (laughs) I was laying naked in bed not long ago when she remarked, You look just like Kate Winslet when she was in Titanic. (laughs) Laying in bed with that big necklace on. My girlfriend is kind of a dick. Which is why I asked her to marry me. So now, to add insult to injury, I get to be the curvy one. Perhaps standing on the bow of an enormous ship with my shawl and my breasts billowing out around me. And my sexy vagina tucked up tightly while the spray comes up around us, either from the ocean or from out of my vagina. While my tiny fiancé grasps me from behind as the wind whips through both of our hair. But mine doesn't move. I may end up being a hot, wet female, but at least I don't have to fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. And the closest I'll ever have to come to a glacial swim is when I roll over into the enormous wet spot on my bed. Why is it always so cold? Thank you. Have a good night.
Holly Lorca is a writer and teller of the beautifully ridiculous truth. Before retiring from stand-up comedy, she appeared in several national comedy festivals and the movie Cancer Pants. Now, she enjoys going to sleep early. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of the I Want Your Sex podcast at MiaOnTop.com, Julie Gillis of JulieGillis.com, and Sadie Smythe of That's What Sadie Said.com. Podcast audio production by Ian Danskin at InnuendoStudios.com. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at BedpostConfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter, where we tweet audience confessions. Chime in and add yours. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess, when I lived in Key West, I got picked up at a strip club by a couple. I said, why not, to myself, when we went for a dance. Uh, when we got back to their hotel room, she took me by the hand and said, let's get you cleaned up, kid. They took me to the shower and shaved me. He got on his knees and went to town on my cock. After a while in bed, he began to get a little jealous when I was inside of her. So I played counselor, reminding them that I was just a pawn in their game. It was for them. Afterwards, when he was fucking her and I was masturbating all over her face as she came, we all exploded and collapsed in the bed and fell asleep. Shortly after I awoke, found his wallet, took the $44 in it, and left. (laughs) Counseling fees. (laughs) Okay. It's one way to play it, all right.